0: All right, everybody. Welcome to episode number 36 of the Still City Insider Podcast. I'm one of your hosts here, Jeremy Ritz, alongside Jim Wexel. Jim, how you doing today? It's great that the Steelers got a victory, but some troubling news that come along with that.
1: It's great that the Steelers got a victory.
0: Yes, absolutely. And we're going to get into all of that today, including the injuries to TJ Watt and Najee Harris and prepare you for the upcoming contest this Sunday, the first home game for your Pittsburgh Steelers against the New England Patriots, 1 p.m. at Acroshore Stadium. But Jim, let's jump right into it. What a thrilling victory, 23 to 20. Uh, man, there was some magic there that occurred in Cincy.
1: Yeah, it's one pretty ages. I, I really like uh, to uh, marinate on the win and everything that, uh, It it represented and uh, all the potential it unleashes and uh, you want to talk about the negatives fire away
0: well how about we let's start with the positives first then we'll we'll get to the uh, the the injuries and some of the things that the team needs to clean up but how about that defensive performance they were just aggressive all over the field I know you wrote about Minka Fitzpatrick in your column Talk about making a statement in the opening game after signing that big contract, but a uh, pick six to kick things off, blocked extra point. I mean, he was just out of, out of this world.
1: From, from beginning to end, 14 yeah. tackles in between. And I just watched uh, the overtime, uh, the tackle on uh, Staples sample the, sample. the number two tight end. It was a misdirection play designed to get a nobody in the open field and maybe surprise you and rumble. With a, a conservative play, and there's a mink all over. I, I don't know what else can be said. I, I recommend you read my column. I think it was a legendary Steelers defensive performance. that harkened back to Joe Green in 1972 when he just took over a game against the Houston Oilers, mm-hmm. blocked field goals, um, sacked quarterbacks, blew up handoffs to create fumbles so that the Steelers, using rookie quarterback Joe Gilliam, could kick short field goals. And I'm sure, <laughs> well, maybe not, I don't know how much criticism Chuck Knoll received for his offense on that 9-3 to win, courtesy of Joe Green. This was late in the 72 season, down the playoff stretch. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I'm sure he was criticized. Uh, I, I held off a story for our site of criticism until today because... I wanted one day to marinate on this win, <laughs> and I, I think all fans should. And, you know, now we're reading that uh, uh, Tomlin's play calling, Canada's play calling, Mitch Trubisky missing George Pickens down the sideline are all responsible for T.J. Watt's injury. And, you know, it was a great – it was an epic game. It was a physical bruising battle. And it was uh, – that was a defending Super Bowl ch- Super Bowl entrant, Super yeah. Bowl participant. And you know how wild it gets in Cincy when they raise those runners-up banners.
0: Mm -hmm. And,
1: you know, (laughs) (laughs) so this was was a character win. Uh, And, you know, I thought Minka was the leader of the character. And it's hard to say he he was more so than Cam or uh, TJ. (laughs) You know, Cam, just from the first snap, took that rookie. And and I wrote about that. And Craig Wolfley and I talked about it. Uh, if you read my A to Z prediction column, uh, I, I think we nailed this pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I didn't go to the game, and I was criticized for um, selling insider uh, uh, information and then not being an insider by sitting in the press box and then going down to get the cliches in the locker room. But uh, I thought we covered it very well here. And uh, uh, and one of the matchup issues were uh, was – Cam Hayward against the rookie fourth round pick, playing left guard for the Bengals. Mm-hmm. And boom, right from the start. And every time they needed a play, Cam bull rushed that guy right back into uh I want to say Boomer. Uh, the uh because I'm a boomer. Burrow. <laughs> Burrow's <laughs> face. You know, you look at Burrow on the sideline, and I keep seeing Boomer in his face, but um uh, boy, uh, Cam was something else, but I, it was it was Minka's day. It was Minka's game. It's it's like uh, I know TJ's TJ something else, but that seems like Minka's defense. And he's not always chattering and nattering about nonsense. He's not he he he's he doesn't he doesn't snarl and hate you like Naji does in the locker room, but he doesn't really want to talk. And he's not a cutie pie when he does get in front of the talks, when it, when it goes national, you know, he doesn't give you that change of face. Minka is the real deal yeah. and he's different than Troy, but there are similarities in his, I don't know if he's shy or just so humble. And, but this was his defense. There was no shyness or humility out there at any point, at any point, even after they called that, he hammered that dude in the face. <laughs> and they called him for unnecessary roughness. Yeah. And it was halfway. And then the next play was a TD pass to Thomas. Minka didn't break it up. Minka didn't hit him to break it up. Thomas saw Minka coming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was in his head.
1: And he dropped oh, it. And then Minka hammered him after he dropped it. Yeah. Man, it, it was Minka. Uh it was Minka's day. And it's a shame TJ was injured. Uh, but uh, you know, I have many people to blame for that injury. I, people want to blame Trubisky and Tomlin and Matt Canada. How about how, how about not reviewing that touchdown? Yeah, Bengals had. Yeah. How do you not review that? How do you hurry up to the line and get a snap off?
0: <laughs> that was bad. That was dreadful. <laughs>
1: That was a touchdown, man. Yeah. And I, I didn't, if they didn't have a pylon shot, so what? His foot was on the line and he was holding that ball over the side of his right foot that was on the line in the end zone. Right. If you're on that white line, you're in the end zone.
0: It almost reminded me of uh, it, it, the play didn't look the same, but uh, I think it was back in 2007 or 2008. San Antonio Holmes in Baltimore caught a mm-hmm. caught a pass from Ben right there on the goal. It was a similar type of play. Mm-hmm. Um that's what it kind but of
1: the, you know that was different in that he had begun a comeback route and he was in the end zone. And so as he continued his momentum he caught the ball on the line as you said, mm-hmm. but he kept he continued uh, into the playing field and it looked like he caught it short. Yeah. But he did, so a little different than this. I don't know that I can recall something like this, where you you walk the tight line and have the ball and <laughs> they don't give you the touchdown, and you rush to not review it. Bengals and, are I mean, Bengals. Can you imagine if Tomlin had done that? Oh, my God. He can you imagine really... if Tomlin had called a timeout with 2.06 left and you're right inside? I think they are inside the five. Yeah. Call a timeout with 2.06 left, then throw an incomplete pass at 2.02. Then the two-minute warning. So now, you you know, even if you do take the lead, the Steelers have two minutes to go down kick a field goal. And they have the kicker. So I thought the Bengals – Uh, time management was horrendous their review management was horrendous but yet all I'm reading about is how bad Tomlins was yeah Yeah. damn if you do damn if you don't (laughs) no he's always damn he's (laughs) damn he just beat the AFC conference champion in their house on opening day with a new quarterback and a new offensive line and he's getting shredded
0: yeah and that's the thing that I think that uh, maybe is a little bit overlooked is this is an elite Offense. Now I know they have their their struggles with the offensive line, but you're not just coming in here beating up on you know some no name team with a average quarterback. You're talking about Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, an offense that beat the Kansas City Chiefs twice last year, represented the AFC in the Super Bowl. So it's a big performance for this defense, and hopefully a precursor of what's to come. uh You did nail that prediction. There there are two players cool. I
1: want. Okay, let me just talk about brag about my prediction. Uh, you know, <laughs> they beat the Steelers twice too, embarrassed them. And yeah. you know, you, you you talk to Miles Jack before the game, he's like, I can't talk, I gotta go lift weights. And I walk away disappointed. He goes, You want me to be able to strong be strong enough for Joe Mixon, right? I mean, that was eh, they all were feeding into this. And also the Bengals, uh, that stat that uh, done by Over the Cap, a fantastic article. Uh, or the Bengals had zero players that made five million dollars take a snap in preseason, same as the Rams. And you saw what happened to the Rams on opening night. And Craig Wolfley and I talked about this in that preview column that uh, they, they were gassed after a quarter. And I don't know that the Bengals were gassed, but they sure were lacking in the finer points of professional football. Yeah, the Steelers who uh, who hit hard in camp, who played their starters, up, uh, their five million plus players averaged sixty six snaps in preseason, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, uh, so that was a big reason. You know the the ready the state of readiness. The I'm fat. I'm raising my runner up banner, and I beat these guys twice last year. Factor plus piss poor preseason preparedness. Yeah, uh, I mean Tomlin was criticizing this town for playing the starters too often too much risked injury they showed up healthy you know I don't know if Najee's healthy or not 3.9 per carry last year I can't remember if this is Najee from last year or if he really is limping yeah I mean you know get him off the field put Warren in there Mm -hmm. I know Warren's not showing much more but Warren's also afraid of fumbling they got it in his head you know Dick Hoke used to never beat up fumblers never used to make them carry the ball around like it's campus like it's school because then they they run wide like No, you know, Jalen Warren had the outside there and he's quick enough to get out there. But he was so concerned, so scared about uh, having to carry the ball around campus again for another week that he only gained two, three yards. Let that kid run. Let that kid play. You know, get Najee off the field. I know he's your captain. I know you gave him the ball. You gave him the captainship. You gave him the money. You gave him the job on his first day. Stop giving him stuff. He's overtrained. In my opinion, he's overtrained. I'm not an expert. I don't know what to deal with his foot. I wish he would have got up. I mean, he popped up and ran off after they had to waste a timeout with 152 left after he lost two yards. Uh, I'm just, uh, you know, I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm not in the nausea camp, as you know. I know. You know, I I see this stuff on Twitter and everyone says how wonderful he is. You saw him. Mm -hmm. I asked him how his foot was and he exploded. I mean, the foot's been an issue for this dude. Okay. If he's hurt, get him off. If he's not hurt, is he a bust? Hey, I don't know. Make him captain. Make him coach. Well, that would be best if you just made him coach. I'm done. Thank you, Thank you very Woo! much. <laughs> Happy Tuesday. Oh, my. Well, the offense needs work, right? 100%. You know, and so we're giving things away. Uh, I mean, there, there really is no. Um, identity there yeah and there's really nobody around whom to build an identity you made Najee captain really there's nobody else to make captain yeah and you could argue a fryer move
0: you say pat
1: Deontay johnson he's a quiet guy hmm. um uh chooks he's your veteran on the offensive line uh, you know, he still has that Nigerian dialect. It's hard to understand him a lot, so I don't know that he gives that fiery speech in the locker room. Uh-huh. <laughs> Derek Watt, you know, six snaps, a game at fullback. Is he your captain? So, you know, it's Mitch.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I, okay. i want I want to <laughs> hit two guys on
0: defense <laughs> before we, we beat up on the offense here a little bit, but I wanted to acknowledge Alex Highsmith. You know, he had a solid game there, three sacks, just pressure throughout the game. And then Devin Bush, I've been highly critical of Bush, but he seemed much, much better playing sideline to sideline. What's your take on those two guys from Sunday?
1: Well, uh, you know, and I'm going to brag again about myself, uh, that (laughs) with Miles Jack and with Larry Joby and with uh, Tyson Alualu handling the run much better with more physical players. Hopefully, I, and I wrote hopefully, this frees up Devin to play his game. He's not a downhill slugger. Mm-hmm. That's not him. It, let's let him play side on to sideline.
0: Yeah,
1: And so, you know, I don't think there was ever competition between him and Spillane for that job. I'm thinking, as any good coach, you try to get your, your players' niches, and mm-hmm. Spillane is rotating uh, between both of those guys. And that's how it was in preseason. I never saw it as a competition with Bush. Yeah. So explain. Uh, yeah, I don't know why the dime is a snitch. I don't. Hey, he's good in zone coverage. OK, that's the he drops in zone and snares those eyeballs. But um I I, I like Devin's sideline to sideline ability. And it's showed late, way late in the game when he ran with that running back straight down the field like a, a, a expert cover corner. Yeah.
0: yeah, definitely encouraging and the defense is going to need to play at that level as the offense tries to find some type of cohesion, as you talked about earlier, you know, who, who's going to lead that unit? Uh, is it going to be Harris? He's got the foot injury he's struggling with. Trubisky didn't turn the ball over. He managed the game very well. What needs to happen with this offense heading into this Sunday's game for them to get things moving and to, to help that defense because the defense can't win every game?
1: Who didn't expect this to take time with the new quarterback? Right, And, you know, that is the major reason why I predicted uh, Mason Rudolph would be the starting quarterback in the opener. Um, because of how long it takes to transition. And with a rookie, it takes even longer. Mm-hmm. So I, I know you're all calling for Pickett. Um, hey, I, I loved what he looked like in, in training camp, too. But before we could see any of them, I, I envisioned this struggle this offensive struggle early and Cincinnati was the only thing that had to be on their mind. So why not start the guy you're most familiar with? Uh, and you know, you saw some of the miss, miss connections on key plays, like the chase Claypool back shoulder, where in a couple of weeks they're going to start hitting that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, I think early in camp, they made the decision we're going to go Trubisky. And, and I understand that I saw some things in Mason in the two minute drill that he had not improved upon his, um, uh, mental processing—that that that tenth of a second that you need to get mm-hmm. rid of it—where Trubisky has now, he's just got to put it in the right place. Right. Um, but uh, it's gonna take a little time. It's gotta take a little time, and the offensive line—you know, uh, uh, Dan Moore didn't get torched by Trey Hendrickson. That was a key matchup, uh, as I wrote about in our preview. That was the Steelers concerning matchup as opposed to Cam Award versus a rookie Trey Hendrickson versus Dan Moore. I thought Dan Moore acquitted himself fairly well. Right. I didn't study him closely, but good enough. Uh we didn't we didn't hear much from Hendrickson, did we?
0: No, we didn't. Yeah, we didn't.
1: so uh I just think the offense can take some time. They have the skilled personnel. Now whether it's uh, uh Warren at running back or Najee, you know, Najee gives them a better pass catcher, you know, yeah. bigger hands, better. Uh, a radius you know catch radius right but I, I i see warren as a better runner yeah just me
0: just to circle back to a comment we made earlier pat frayermuth five catches 75 yards and let me give a shout out to zach gentry on that little tight end screen that he had but wow <laughs> <laughs>
1: and <laughs> and i've he been so critical of too. that tight end screen yeah i mean but it worked it worked. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So maybe they, they start emphasizing uh, Frere Muth and Gentry. And, you know, we see the tight ends involved even more this Sunday. And speaking of this Sunday, Jim, Patriots coming into town. 1 p.m. The Steelers get a critical AFC North win. Now they're playing another AFC opponent. Um, what are you looking for this weekend in terms of improvement? And what do you see want to see maintained?
1: Oh, well, you know, it's just a continuing process with Mitch Trubisky uh and and let me add this jay glazer reported that hey mike tomlin is only going to play mitch trubisky this year i'm sure that's how mike tomlin sees it and let me add this jay glazer is a friend of mike tomlin's and they're often together at camp after camp taking long walks together and i always look for jay glazer's insights for the next couple of weeks see what he sneaks out he never never writes anything about his conversations with tomlin ever so (laughs) He got burned on this story about the kids are fighting in the street. Look what Mike Tomlin's done. The kids weren't fighting in the street. And Glazer, I think, should have been. I I, I can't speak for his inner feelings, but he was embarrassed, I'm sure. And this was a makeup call. He leaked something out, uh, a private thought from Tomlin. I would definitely believe that that's the truth. Mm -hmm. At least that's how Tomlin sees it now. Trubisky's going the distance. Yeah. So it's just uh, a matter of getting Trubisky more acclimated. Right. You know, and and I, I, you know, it's going to be at home. It'll be easier. Yeah. Th- things will start breaking. Things will start breaking. Mitch got better in camp. I like Mitch. Um. I think they made the right decision mm-hmm. in spite of what I predicted. I think they made the right decision. But and then they they played him three games in the opener, preseason opener. Uh, They needed to. That's part of the time. And this opener getting a win like that and, and, and not turning the ball over. In a hectic environment. And, uh, you know, the Bengals raised the runner up banner. Come on. How hectic can it get? So <laughs> and and uh, 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 that overtime drive, you know, knowing that free play and scrambling to get free and throwing to Friar Muth and then throwing again and getting in field goal range, you know. You could get, get within seventy yards, you're in range of Boz, Bosworth. You know, you yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that you know we're, we're taking him for granted. We're not giving shout outs to him, are we? Boss, this guy yeah. hit the this guy hit the upright at fifty five yards, and we're all disappointed.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he's, he's clutch. Even though, yeah, I mean that was just a,
1: a yeah. weird
0: series of events.
1: It was a great game. Just yeah. a great game. Yeah. Just a can we just stop the season now cuz I don't think it's Do going it. to get any
0: better. There we go. One and o. One <laughs> and, and Let's a- go 8
1: weeks at least <laughs> till TJ gets back, you know.
0: So let's let's close out on that Jim. uh just real fast. Any update on the TJ Watt injury that you're well, hearing?
1: Oh, I'm just just what the National Writers are saying and I okay. always look for Jerry Dulac's, uh injury reports. He's uh, he's an ace in in that field. Uh but the national guys are It seems like, you know, the the full announcement will come later today with Tomlin, but uh, it seems like it's a torn muscle is what Dr. Chow is saying. The difference between what we're talking about, full season, half season, is is a muscle or a tendon. You don't want the torn tendon. You want the torn muscle. And that's what it seems to be uh, all these national guys are reporting. So we'll find out later with Tomlin.
0: All right, yeah, Tomlin Tuesday is coming up here soon, and that's going to do it for episode number 36 of the Still City Insider podcast. Oh, the
1: Jerome Bettis that's episode. Maybe that's good luck for the running game this weekend. So I anyway. just told my daughter to cheese Jerome Bettis on her soccer team. There you go. The fifth-year senior, school the young kids, wait on the sideline for your turn, and then win the championship game by yourself. There you
0: go. <laughs> there you go. But well, everybody, we appreciate you watching. Uh, Please make sure you share with your family and friends. Please like this video, subscribe. You can check out Jim's work on the Still City Insider. Give him a follow on Twitter at Jim Wexel. You can check out my work at thestillstudy.com. Give me a follow at Still Study. And we will see you on the next episode of the Still City Insider Podcast. Have a great day.